You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Joined, as always, by my darling friend, Edward Simpson. Yep, sure are. Yep. More content. More content. You, the pun and the dribbler, 2020. Yeah. And as we have promised, guests are plenty this year. Dripping in guests. Uh, And we are... Two from two weeks. Two from two weeks. And it's a pleasure to announce, to welcome, actor, writer, director, stage screen... Bathurst alarm. Bathurst alarm. The one and only Brendan Cow. How are you, sir? Mate, we've got this for you. You're going to cut him out before he even says hello. And we present you with one of only 100,000 Hello Sport Midnight Blue Caps. I just want him on it it, during the whole podcast. Yeah, Yeah. so you should merch. Um, So I'm on brand. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. No, and I I did slide into your guys' DMs going, put a, uh, before we organised this session today, this man workshop, I did say mm. put a larger side for you. Didn't yes, you did, you know? we got one. I never know which one of you when I slide into your DMs I'm talking to. I just Usually me, but yeah. sometimes Eddie. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Sometimes oh. I like to come in every now and then just yeah. make sure that Tom's, you know, yeah. on brand himself. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, you got to keep <laughs> you an know, eye on it. Make sure all things as well. Right. Right. Sometimes right. it's late at night. and Yeah. You know, no, it's right. a real thrill to uh, meet you guys. As I said before, I feel like I know you. I... Um, I've been living in London the last three or four years, and I find that when you when you live abroad, um, you become more Australian than ever, and you really kind of seek out um, the like-minded Australianness that you can um, rarely find over there. Mm. Um, it's a different type of dribble over there. It's it's educated and and <laughs> and cold-hearted and brutal and Manchester United driven. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I I find myself just walking around London, um, listening to you guys, and fell in love with the podcast. So it's feel like I'm you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind you can of say like, meeting your heroes. That's it's fine, like meeting Josh yeah. Dugan and Ben Barber, really, <laughs> to me on a night out. On a night yeah. out, yeah, right now. So you're in for a you're in for a, a bit of a time then. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hope so. Um, how are you guys going? Very well. Are Look, you nervous too, or is it just me? I or? mean, we're we're kind of always nervous. I think. Yeah, you know, right. that's well, why we drink to sort of quell that's the why nerves. We drink, quell the nerves, but also we want to put in our best performance for you, Brendon. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Having such a fan like you say you are uh, yeah. in our presence, it, man, it, it brings a level of uh, responsibility. <laughs> You're going to be up and about, bit of panache. Yeah. Well, often when you meet your heroes, there is a. I remember. Reading, meeting Robert Smith from The Cure um, at that bar on Kellett Street that was always open. I got up to a lot of mischief in, in, in the 90s and I couldn't believe And he was in there, he's dripping with makeup and he was drinking a huge Baileys and playing pool with an old couple in bowling uniform and, and I was like, it's Robert Smith from The Cure and The Cure got me through my adolescence. You know, yeah. I thought he was writing about me. Genuine. I went up to him and I was like, G'day, Robert, I'm the biggest fan of the Okay, you've got 10 seconds. What do you want to say to him? Piss off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just walked away, gone, but disintegration, like everything, it was over. Jesus Christ. So I'm hoping it goes better here. No, look, absolutely. Well, you got more than 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah, as long as you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there is a, an odd kind of subliminal like mindedness connected through the fact that we all went to uni in Bathurst. I didn't know That's that. That's it, yes, we are. How did you uncover that? Oh, mate, you do a little bit. you got to yeah. do your research. But is that due diligence? Yeah, that's, we, they said Charles Sturt University, yeah, and I was okay. like, get the fuck out of here. Love that. 
Charles Sturt alum, one of the great, uh, is he, would you call it an establishment? I think, I think establishment <laughs> I think it's is more, more of an establishment yeah. than a university. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a way of life. Is yeah. that too much? It's kind no, of a really. resort. It's kind of a weird country kind of refuge isn't yeah. it? With, with courses. Mm. Yeah, not a resort you'd want to spend too much money <laughs> paying for, but you invariably do because the government... Well, yeah, and look, and, and in, in fairness to Bathurst, probably not a place that you can spend too long of a time in because it, it's, it's. I got shingles of, off the back of it. You got shingles uh, off the back you? of it, um, which I thought we were just takes a like part of your grandparents. I got a question mark tattoo during race week. I mean, that's what's weird about it. It's a racing town, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Oh yeah. You know, there's forty thousand people I think in Bathurst, and then forty two thousand people come in for the weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She swears. Uh, you know, to blow up a Corolla on top of the hill yeah, at yeah, night. Yeah. And yeah. punch a couple of. Uh, uni right. students as, as a uni student in Bathurst when it's race week it's like well it's, you're it's in, get you're to work yeah. or get out yeah. is basically sort of don't be loitering around the parks or you're going to get rolled by a townie but yeah but we because the, the TMs theatre medias for, yes. for, for, for viewers um, were kind of we were the theatre media so we were kind of a bit actually we, we were kind of hated by the rest of the university because we all kind of wore flowing clothes and were a bit hippie performancey but we would build these big um, performance cars percussion cars and go up on <laughs> the Mount Panorama and do kind of jungle drumming performances during race during week during race week and it's like and I think that's where I got my confidence you know I walked into a pub dressed as a Mormon in tights oh, um, with a girl who flashed her boobs on the bar and said, I'll drink a jug of beer quicker than any of you bastards. And then so one, and she did it. And then we had their audience and we would do a show for 20 minutes, take the hat around. And you walk in there and think, there's like 200 angry divorce guys who love cars yeah. who kind of want to kill us mm. right oh, now, shit. looking at us going, you know, that's if we can turn this around. And that's why I guess when I came into Sydney and, you know, started doing plays at the STC where people have paid $86 to watch you, I thought, well, this is fucking easy, isn't it? <laughs> like, you know, after you've done that, if you've been an actor during race week in yeah. a pub full of bourbon and coke and granite up maniacs <laughs> who just want to eat you and then take her with, with them. Yeah. Back up the got, mountain. You know, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, you can do fucking anything. And I think, oddly enough, I got a lot of my confidence from that kind of... Cause, but the, the, the theatre media course was very much about going to your audience, not waiting... You know, they use the the, the metaphor of the toolkit um, of like NIDA and everything, which is, that'll just make you a tool. You would just be a spanner waiting to be called and plucked out of the toolkit. Right. Then use, be the bloody toolkit, mm. be marketing, be acting, be writing, and then take your toolkit and whack it on and make people watch it. And well, let's so, see, I, I wonder whether that's. There are a lot of successful theatre media types yeah. that have come from. CSU. Yeah. We didn't do theatre media, obviously successful, but uh, but it's, you know, it's sort right. of in that it's in that wheelhouse. Though, yes. you know what I mean. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's, there's a little bit of, of um, DUI about that yeah. course, yes. isn't there? I absolutely. Think, um, maybe that come from the inherent dr- drug kind of experimentation that went on in the late nineties during those times. I can guarantee that it also happened <laughs> in the mid two thousands. Yeah. I think that was when it got University of the Year. Actually, it was in two thousand. So you might have been there when it peaked. Well, also in the the place where we stayed on uni, like our uh, was a college. It was, it was called Towers. Towers. It was designed yeah. by a bloke who designed prisons. And I think it won. It won, a, like, it won some sort of space efficiency award for yeah. the Southern Hemisphere. I don't know if this was all crap. Some like just sitting there midway through a joint making shit up. I don't know, but they were the rumours we heard, and it yeah. felt prisony. Well, you could touch like either wall yeah. with your hands. Were you in towers? 
I did a night at the diggings. Okay. And, and then what, straight downtown? Yeah, straight downtown. downtown. Every, you know, there was a basket of condoms and everyone was yelling about how excited that was. People were getting diggings t-shirts made up. And I have a fear of organised fun. Yes. Any sort yes. of click. Um, the only time I can really embrace it is, you know, a cricket team or a theatre ensemble, and that's because I know it's kind of temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can get a bit of camaraderie going, but even with theatre media, which was very much everyone fondling and being together and making shows and stuff, I was kind of, me and my mate Evan, kind of, we got a house downtown and we, we kind of cut, cut ourselves aside a yeah. little yeah. bit. Um, Way to go. So I don't know. I've got to work on that. Well, we did that after a year. Look, I, I know exactly what you mean. When you yeah. walk, when you first get there, and whoever's in charge of your dorm, I don't know what yeah. the hell their name was, but they were a big day, those people, and it was yeah. sort of... Come on, let's all let, go. Let, and, come on, you know, and <laughs> what's your favourite sex position? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. how many bits of toilet paper are you going to rip off? It sort of yeah. represents how many rich you've had in your life. And, like, you know, yeah, all the, 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 the clown in the group had bloody take the whole role. Yeah, it was, had, you know, yeah I remember a really chubby, funny third-year guy getting up in front of the whole course of communication, so like 800 people in the in the main area, and going, "Who's in Allen House?" And then so 600 people go, "Me." Who's in cell? Who's in block four? 200 people go, "Me." Who's in HQ L three? And then 16 people. Who's in bed 12? And this little girl puts her head up, hand up. He goes, oh, "I rooted in your bed." Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That is that is that is a uniquely Bathurst situation. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly so that was not O Week. I oh, mean, what? Yeah. A, someone should make a documentary about O Week, really. Well, I think they probably should have, like, well, yeah. like 10, 15 <laughs> years ago. Now, well, it's like... I think now all that hazing and all that fun is sort of stamped out. But I was talking to a bloke yeah, the other night, right. and you remember we did Mount Pan Run? Yeah, that yeah. wild ride where. So there was like part of the footy club where it was like, and again, I didn't didn't lace up a boot the entire time I was there ever. But it was like, oh, Mount, Mount Panorama Run, where they'd get all the like first years to get up the top of the mountain at night, like depth of winter, coldest night yeah. of the year, apparently. And you'd have to get nude and run down the mountain while well, you, all of well, you had undies, undies or shoes. Yeah, undies or shoes. <laughs> and if you took run. undies, you're a, you're a pussy. Well, you're not going to run barefoot for six days. <laughs> no, exactly. For God's sake. And so, and all the second, third years would have saved up like the most heinous sort of compost shit almost <laughs> that you can imagine for like a year. And just peg it at you. And you run down there. That was like initiation where it was like, I got yeah. to the end, I'm like, I don't just don't even want to play footy. Yeah. That was fucking... Well, that's not not unlike what happens in British Parliament, really, is it? Like, <laughs> some of those kind of pig's heads. Yes, like exactly, that. exactly. But, uh, yeah, ours involves Peter Brock and, you know, a weird mountain. And, yeah, it's, it was beautiful up there though. yeah no it's nice nice part of the world there um, can we shout out to Bathurst shout out to Bathurst Bathurst alumni you're on the you said you're on I'm the, the Hall of Fame, fame which I think some kind of three metre hall um, with a couple of A4 maybe laminated, laminated. Me. I'd like to think laminated if we've got any CSU listeners please get me in yeah, can someone there email in smart. about what the hall looks like or maybe send some media to you yeah, guys because I think not. Gabby Milgate and Andrew Denton they were the kind of pillars of what could happen to your career mm. Gabby was in um, Mira's Wedding she was the one who oh, set yeah. the line. I think you're terrible, Muriel, over and over. And right. Andrew Denton uh, ended up becoming Andrew, Andrew Denton. Denton. Um, and uh, have enough rope fame for have enough rope fame. The young, uneducated listener. I know. And he once asked me to go on enough rope, and I was too nervous. And then I went back a year later, going, you know, I'm up for it. He's like, it's over, mate. <laughs> we get you had your chance. No more rope. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Um, so, if I'd like to talk about your acting career, if we can start, and then I feel like you know the the, the usual sports rhetoric and dribble. It'll come. The sharks 
things of that nature we'll, mm. we'll obviously get to. Um, you've been in a few things, and I'm not going to try and uh, get all of your career highlights out in this uh, yep. moment. But You'd also get them wrong. I will, well, I will get them wrong. I'll get them wrong now. Obviously, Home and Away alum, Love My Way, which was huge. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Sam Parsonson, was also in that. That's right. Yeah. Um, how's That, where you're playing the great Rod Marsh. Yeah. Did you write the cricket movie uh, Save Your Legs? Yeah, I, I was I was a writer. The director ended up kind of writing the final draft, um, but I wrote several drafts before that. Right. So I was writing on it, okay. I guess. Right. And then obviously Game of Thrones and now Avatar 2, which yeah. is wild. And then obviously you... I wrote The Slap. Did you ever see The Slap? I haven't I seen The, the Slap. adaptation of that. Okay. Yeah, oh, The yeah. Slap, the, the, book, the famous book? Yeah, I wrote the TV adaptation okay. of that. Right, right, right. That one did quite well. And what, what was The Slap about? It was about a guy who slapped another guy's kid at a barbecue, and then all hell breaks. The slap was very big. It was like a sort of a cultural movement. Oh, really? Well, I mean, the movement's a bit much, but it was a big. It was a big. Read it over the week. Yeah. No. Okay. You're a new parent. I've got a shitload of time. (laughs) What I wanted to get to though is basically you're one of the very few people in the world who's been able to just be a working actor or in the business. Yeah. How old were you when you started? You, when you sort of got into it and was there you know like a natural progression into writing were you always doing that when you were younger yeah well I, I was from Cronulla um, so I guess it wasn't I didn't really know it was on the landscape in a lot of ways like you know you don't have a lot of people coming to you going you should do theatre mate you know yes, <laughs> like, yeah that's yeah, not exactly on the career's <laughs> yeah, advisor exactly like no one no one's pushed into no one's pushed exactly it's <laughs> I went to a surfing rugby league school and I think what saved me from you know excessive bullying I was subject to a little bit of it because I started doing um, my sister was in a band called Girlfriend I don't know if you ever met remember a girl group called Girlfriend that a single called Take It From Me um, and then my other sister was really amazing ballerina so I was kind of um, following them around a lot and then ended up kind of in a waiting room with a lot of boys with blue eyes and blonde hair and ended up auditioning um, for a cornflakes ad without really meaning to and got it and got an agent and I could smile whilst eating when I was young I had the blue eye I could like eat and smile with my eyes yeah right which is really important in the food commercial world for yeah. children so that started happening and then next thing you know you're in your country practice and you're dropping into home and away and things and and I thought this is it but when I, became, when I became a writer I was kind of out of university after Bathurst and the acting career wasn't really happening and I, I had, you know I started reciting poetry in pubs and, and then I thought well I'll write a play for myself to get my acting career going and then the play was a huge success it was called Men it was kind of a three men in a room and then by the end of it you know as the world erupts you realise they're a boy band but they've been really fucked up in front of each other like it's absolutely appalling what you watch these men do to each other and then right at the end when they have the countdown they turn around they do this Backstreet Boys dance and they're like oh this fucking Backstreet Boys (laughs) the most disgraceful male behaviour you've ever seen and so that play then went to Edinburgh in New York and stuff oh shit and I thought fuck I'm a writer and I turned to her mum and went, am I a writer? She goes, Brendan, you've been writing these books and poetry since you were eight. There's a hundred of them. You got, as soon as you saw a puddle or your grandmother or anything, you'd write a fucking poem about the puddle. You'd write a poem about grandmother and the puddle or whatever, you know. 
when fuck I am I just never thought I was smart enough to be a writer I was right. an educator I didn't have the cord jackets with the patches on them I didn't I thought I'm too and a pipe pipe yeah, yeah. I thought I'm too Cronulla I'm too stupid like I don't know the words. I don't know the craft. Yeah. And then I was watching theatre and thinking, you know, well, I guess my voice isn't out there. And I thought that's all you got to do is study the craft and speak from... And, and then there was room for it. So yeah. the writing kind of took off and then um, ended up writing for Love My Way and ended up in it and things kind of evolved from there. So, because um, you go in and talk at, you know, acting schools and things like that and they go, how do you do it? Like, what's the key? And it's like, well, my story's pretty weird. Like, everyone's got a tale. Just keep following your tale because yeah. I wrote and did poetry and acting and then acting went away and I went to London to be a writer and then the acting career came back yeah. um, in London and now I'm really excited about acting again. Mm. So, I, I don't really, there's no way about it. I mean, you know, so I'm just kind of following it now, but it's quite nice. And being a man in your 40s, you kind of suddenly there's quite a, there's some good roles about. Like it's kind of a good time to be interested in acting. Yeah, you know, what I mean, there's you can be kind of a, a, a thinking person's psychopath. Yeah, a lot of ex-husbands and detectives, and you know what I mean. Yeah, and you, suddenly yeah. there's quite yeah. a, a renaissance. There's a renaissance. Yeah. 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 From twenty-eight to thirty-five, you're like, what, what do I play? Yeah. 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 You don't look great. Yeah. Your drinking's at its kind of peak. You know what I mean. And then people are like, oh, well, wait. And then so now I feel like there's, you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm excited about it. You know. Um, you're obviously a sports fan. Yeah. Has that been? So, is that because you were like from growing up in Cronulla and did that sort of have you? Is that sort of informed some of the things that you've wanted to do, like that cricket movie or? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it, that kind of stuff naturally came about. Like, you know, I remember Suze Ponty was working for Fox Sports, kind of. She just read an article for Love My Way about my love of the Sharks mm-hmm. um, and the, the constant heartbreak. And then the next thing I know, I'm doing the Fox Sports ads and right. got yes, Ben, ben Mendelsohn involved. Yeah. And, and so, and then, you know, another mate from Mad Men was like, um, I should get that actor who's always talking about um, cricket to come to write it. And so it kind of came about of mm-hmm. me just uh, kind of being, because there, there was a while there were actors, you know, to, in order to, you know, fucking be real, they talk about, the, you know, how they used to work on a construction site or they'd have a scarf or a Rabbitohs jersey. And you're like, do you know, do you, like, who plays for the Rabbitohs, mate? Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Do you know any of the blokes? Yeah. You know, do you, do you just know, name me the front row. Just like, who, Les Davidson, what did he do? You know, like, <laughs> anyone, you know. And, but I, I fucking, I, I love rugby league. Like, I think about it all the time <laughs> and I and it just fucking consumes yeah. my day and I remember like my life and I wake up and, and I remember talking to a girlfriend about it when she and because she was like she was always on that net a porter and yeah. she was just scrolling down handbags and I said to my ex-girlfriend you fucking look at handbags all day on the internet you're just scrolling down she goes you read about Polynesian men's ankle injuries <laughs> for hours <laughs> And I went, valid point. The very yeah. point. <laughs> you know. But it is a sinner's Moses and he could be out yeah, six exactly. uh, And there's <laughs> real consequences. Yeah, exactly. Real consequences. <laughs> the treasurable treasurable. Just grab the plate because we wanted the plate. Oh! We could have gone 
vaping in September. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have worn that Netta Porter comparison. No, not personally. No. no, I hope you didn't. And I'm yeah. sure you didn't. No, I, I, I clearly haven't moved on from it. I'm holding no, on to it. Yeah, you remember. But it's it. just you know I was okay at rugby league. I kind of moved what position did you play? Well, I kind of all, I kind of moved. I was in five eight for a while, but I was quite good at tackling. Um, so I was put into full That's all back. Good five eights are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I tackled. It was when tackling around. When tackling the, was tackling. Well, around the bootlace. Yes. Bootlace star. Bootlace yeah. yes. star. Can't yes. run without legs. Can't bars. run without a head. Can't run without. Dad was like just running his ankles, yeah. clearing him up, you know. And I wasn't even sliding down because I wasn't that big back then. And so you just get bounced off, yes. you know. And I had guys end up playing with the Sharks and Adam Ritson and people like that running at me. So I just dived and kind of semi-concussed myself. I've broken my nose seven times. I've got no Lovely. cartilage no, in there. No, you don't. Look at that. That's and perfect. so I just ran at blokes' ankles. And I got a real reputation for it. For, Did you, you know, get a nickname? What's that? I, I think I think Brendo. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't have the, the forward dropper or something. Yeah. You know? Well, I wanted something with a bit of... Uh, hell, you should have emailed me about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shoelaces well, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, Brenda will have to do. We'll, um, we'll edit that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love tailing, but then turned around at 14, 15, blokes come back, they're enormous. Huge. I didn't have the growth spurt. Suddenly the Greek guys and the Maori blokes are like, is that the same bloke from last year like it can't be what's going on and then I went I might just go to the arts yes uh, yeah. I might go emotional pain over tackling <laughs> that bloke <laughs> and so I kind of just did that and you know a lot of guys do it where sport gets a bit scary yeah 16, 17 and you've got to find a way to admit to your mates that it, oh, it's just, I'm just not as passionate about it anymore but really it's I'm terrified yeah yeah I'm just, I don't want to get hurt just <laughs> yeah. that, I mean it, and that's that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. I mean, it's not often talked about, but like, mate, I'll give you the like tip. When I was playing like outside centre or something yeah. in 12, it's some big, huge islander, like 6'4". He's also like not kilos. in the burst and not, doesn't have like developed tackle yeah. technique. Yeah. It's like, no, he's, he's like 150 kilos. And they're, like, they're saying, they're, they're, they're throwing the, 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 old, the old sayings at you, like they can't run without legs. And you're like, yeah, but that's easier said than done yeah. when he's running knees up, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. knees up to his chest. It's... And the bloke running at you, you know, the forwards just run, they've broken the yeah. line, they run at you. Yeah. And grabbing onto a big a big Polynesian bloke and bouncing on his thighs <laughs> over the line. And this is at Shark Park, like under 16's final. I thought, this might do me. Yeah. So were you playing I mean? Sharks Juniors? I was playing Sharks. Like, E.T. was the coach. Oh, shit. You know shit. I mean? We get E.T. going in, because De- I went to Dealer. Yeah, right. So Dealer, so Carrie and Canala. And I must say, I was kind of teetering at the top of the Bs, walking into the A's sometimes. Okay. You know what I mean? But <laughs> firmly in Bs, every now and again, if something bad happened to, like, Danny Lester or one of the really good guys. Like, Adam Dykes. I played with Adam Dykes a lot, and... So I'd wander into A's, but I was firmly B's. I got but it. you could have been anything at some point. I could have been anything. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to know. I loved cricket. I was good at cricket. Right. You know, cricket and basketball, really. Um, so you're a bit of a sporting all round. I was, and I think that's what saved me, because I'd get up and read poetry at assembly, and I was in all the plays and dressing up as women and writing plays yeah. about the teachers and about society. And, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what saved me from getting the shit beaten out of me on a daily basis, was that I could tackle. 
Mm. I would meet you. I would do the fight in the sandpit at three o'clock. I'd turn up and have a crack. Yeah. And luckily, you know, being the, you know, I was called all those words that you can imagine yeah. as the theatre guy that those used the, those words that were commonly used in the early 90s. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. That, that kind of, because they go, hey, you can tackle these tougher kids. Like, yes. That saved me and allowed me to continue to be the flamboyant kid. Yes. You know what I mean? So it was a slight anomaly, I guess. A little bit, right? Because the sort of, you know, stereotypically acting actors, and again, yeah. stereotypically, are more of your... You, I guess, where you, you, you walked the line of the sensitive soul... Yeah. ...who could snap your ankles. Yeah. yeah, who could bring a big man down? I could bring a big man down, but it was useless close to the line. Yes. Yeah, you no, know, you better, that's you when you've got to hit him in the chest and try to hold him up. And I'd still be going ankles as they fell out. Yeah, right. You only had one tackle. No, one tackle. It was ankles only. It, it was ankles. Yeah. Does it pain you to see the way the game's going with the wrestle and how like slow the ruck is now and how it's oh. all about holding the man up? Like as a as a as an as absolute, an ankleman, as an ankleman, as a bootstrap purist. <laughs> Does it pain you? It's been so long now I've adapted. But yeah, I'm not yeah, I, had to. I won't lie to you and say it, it, it doesn't break my heart on a daily basis. <laughs> and I blame blame one button, his name's Cameron Smith. Yeah. And, and he should go down <laughs> in history as the man that destroyed rugby league. Really, yeah. yeah. Um in every aspect. And it, it yeah, it's 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 awful because there was something so oppressive about putting a man on his back and, and, and rubbing his face in the dirt and going mm. I got you. Yeah. And I wouldn't know who I was playing in Guy Mir or Cronulla Carimbar every week. And you go, oh, it's Dave, 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 Jen- Dave Jenkins. I've got Dave Jenkins. Or um, I've got that Thai bloke. Or I've got that bloke. And I'm going to I'm gonna own him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you'd, you'd want to do that. And now you're not really owning a bloke when you've no. got two other guys that in you're there, dancing with him. Yeah, wrestling him into the ground. I know. And just all that stuff from that period where you saw that second phase play of Roy Simmons ducking out and the tired players and all that. You know, I'm kind of on the Gus Gould, Andrew Johns rant path with all that stuff. It's yes. very boring. But it's just, um, you know, I don't care. I'd, if they played rugby league, you know, on ice for 20 minutes, I'd still watch it. You yeah. know what I mean? Someone even so, say that could be pretty Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've adapted. But, yeah, it, it is sad. I'd love to see it get back to all that kind of stuff, you know. And i tell you what I found. When you watch the women's or- – like, I watched the women's origin game. So did I. And I was like, this awesome. reminds me of rugby league in the yeah. 90s where it was like the, the, the tackles were – like, they weren't all absolutely jacked sort of, you know, uh, robotic specimens that have been built. They were sort of, you know, mm. some are fitter than others, some are, you know, so they're more they athletic than others. Just they don't look similar. Yeah. But, but then it was like they, the tackles were more that, you know, not so wrestle-based, just pick up and drive people. Yeah. The plays oh, were more like broken footy plays and shit. I watched the women's origin going, that was as fucking uh, enjoyable a game as I've seen. It was really enjoyable. But you know what's odd about it is there's less injuries. It hurt, like, the pain is kind of regular, but the pain is kind of good and healthy. Mm-hmm. And you know, now what they do, it's so much more risky, but the game is not as tough in that kind well, of way. Well, it's kind of like they've measured the hits at being like... Yeah. It's like being hit by a fridge. So you're, like, yeah. you're, you're bound to have like season-ending injuries. Or even like... I heard someone talk about pec injuries. They're like, you just didn't yeah. have them. You just didn't have pec injuries. But now they've yeah. got so much fucking muscle. It's like those things... You've just got more pec to tear. But you get, but you also get hit up high now. 
right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you sort of see him like, and not to bring up Tommy Turbo's late season peck injury or game out from the finals, but he, you know, <laughs> that's what well, it was. <laughs> Matt, it, it very well could have, but he, you know, it's those ones where you're sort of like just reaching back a little bit, overextending. Mm. Well, Addo Carr was already past him. That was a problem. He didn't have his body connected to the tackle. No. He threw a limb out. He threw a limb out. And, and, Tommy, was, and he always will, Tommy, because he loves it. And he'd do anything. He'd do he loves the game, team. he loves his club, he, he loves the peninsula. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know. He'd do anything for him. <laughs> Manuel Junior. Oh, yeah, yeah. He cooks sausages every Saturday. Rain Harlechon. Yeah. How much does he love his brother? Well, I think he loves his family. I think it comes from the old man, John. Yeah, yeah it comes from top down. I think top down. He's, he's raised some really good boys. Oh, good stock. And I don't well, know if they've got some Dalian that's right. Yeah, you're a Dalian correspondent. And I was just watching the boys go about it on the cans and everything. I was in the corner with my best mate from Cronulla, Ben Cody. Um, and we were just watching them. And everyone just ends up gravitating towards Troy, which is... Mm. And, and alphas. Yeah, alphas, but quite alphas. Yeah, alpha, yeah. Alphas, the unassuming they, alpha. They just a gentle the, alpha. Yeah, and they... Which and, is almost the way. Yeah. And I feel like, because they had the beers, and then they kept doing this joke of, like, my shout. You know what I mean? And he'd yeah, go yeah, yeah. off and he'd come back with four more and you'd see him yelling and go, I got these. Oh, and it yeah. was like simple comedy, but yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Really yeah. light And then like the ladies would come over and Tom or, or Jake be the first guy to get a chair. I'm like, what's he doing? Got a chair for the ladies. Just like, general. Didn't, like DCA's wife's coming over, got a chair for her. Yeah. And everyone just starts to slowly gravitate around those two boys. Yeah. And I think they just couldn't believe the beers were still free and everyone was being really nice to them and that was it. You know what I mean? And they just got this energy of, like, uh, just this beautiful, clean energy of... of it's so clean, like, right? Like, you just, footy. you just don't see them, like, a scandal in their future. I and I'm happy to tempt fate here. I don't just, see a scandal. If there's a game that can do it. That's true. We've seen, we've seen angels fall. Like, well, this would be the great this test. This would be the great test. <laughs> and what can rugby league do to these two gentle, gentle souls? If there's, if, there's, if there's three men that can do it, the three of us go out, we get on the James Bugs early, we find the boys and see if we can just get them in the way. And just make it a kind of a challenge. We slowly, you know, recruit them as friends over a year. Make yeah, it slow, yeah. so really it's not obvious. Really slow. And then just go, oh, you can barbecue, and then we're heading into town. And then just slowly see if we can get Absolutely. Put scandal Corrupt on them somewhere at icebergs. I don't know wherever, but you know it would be and film the whole thing. Only problem there is that that comes at the detriment to our club. Yeah, no, fair enough. And future rings. Yeah, obviously you as a canola <coughs> sleeper like China. Yeah, you just trying Unsettled. to I get it. I, I was there. It. I was there when Hopper came out of the line and oh, and uh, you know so, and, yeah and Keith Jesus Christ. So it's you know I must like the podcast a lot to even be in the room. Yeah, here with that's two true. Hardcore Seagulls fans true. because of, and I was at the game last year where um, we were bumped out by you guys. Were, yes, that's right. That felt nice. Was it Happy that put on a show that night? He's off now, isn't he? He's gone, and unfortunately, Manasi Farnell is Ooh. before the courts. Yeah, mate. yeah, before the courts. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly, allegedly stabbed, may have stabbed someone at an under 18s dance party. Christian, right. a Mormon dance, a Mormon dance. Uh, but look, that's with the courts. Yeah, he may have, he may yeah. not have. We'll wait to hear the truth. He, well, he seems pretty confident he's innocent. The police seem tell you pretty what, confident. He's very active he, on he, social media for a man before the courts for a, what some said was close to murder. What, as you can get. what did you see? His, did you see his New Year's Eve post? Like you know, like ups and downs sort of post. Him scoring a try. Obviously had a breakout year at the Eagles, and then. 
him uh, on the way to the courthouse. Or him at, at a live cross. He's in From jail. jailhouse. And, he's, and the photo is of him in the courthouse on the screen. And he's just sharing his life just with hashtag us. hashtag how good's the big house. Yeah. That's an innocent man there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah, right. That's what I got. You know you worry when they start posting quotes. Yeah. Like positive quotes yeah, about yeah, yeah. learning lessons. That that's it. Okay, Life's yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. 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 Come back Look, from. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no. Stay We've tuned got the, new, the Newcastle will go, so we'll see. We'll see how we go. Watch this space. Um, do you get over to Brookvale much? Oh, look, when I have to. And that was... I found a great park, actually, on that same street McDonald's is on, 100 metres down, just behind a boat. Squeezed the car in just over Ooh. a driveway. And a couple of Manly fans were giving me the... Just come Ooh, before, a helpful before bunch, before. Yeah. And there's nothing like getting a great park. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's well, because it's a shit it's fight. It's a shit fight. It's a shit fight. And that's when I really enjoy it. Well, um, you know, a tip, a tip for young players. A tip yeah. for young players. Yes. Very industrial area, Brookvale. Yes. If you've got a Saturday, a late Saturday, Sunday game, mate, they're all shut. All those factories are shut. Just throw it into the driveway and, and carry on. Pretend you work for <laughs> Pretend you work there. Pretend you own it. Pretend you own it, SJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm Daryl. I'm just coming in <laughs> to check the tins. And, uh, and they're like, but you're driving a pink Vitara. Oh, well. Throw some high vision yeah. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a toolbox on yeah, the back. Right. And, yeah. Someone's telling me That's about it. a caravan park halfway up the coast from there and go, we go to the caravan park there. And then go down. It's a great. We make it a weekend. We go to Brookwell for fucking hell. So yeah, some beautiful little coastal caravan park that the Cronulla fans go to, and then get the bus down. But I've got to really want it, and I've also got to be really confident that we're going to do you in. Yeah. Um, And I really, really was confident. And then I just saw Sean. Do we pump? John pump. Yeah, we pumped (laughs) you, right? Yeah. And it just kept getting worse. And there was guys in dais hats in front of me, manly fans. They'd clearly been to two games in the last five years, turning around and going, Cali, fucking Joe. I've gone and knocked this bloke (laughs) out. Because you can reek. A lot of the manly fans reek of two games a year. You know what I mean? You can tell by the genes. They tell they don't live in that seat. But it was another one. Look, what's breaking my heart at the moment with the Sharks? It's a lot of... Th- we've got a good team, but if someone gets injured, we're gone. I think we only have 17 players. Like, I don't think we have any yeah. other players because we've been choked by the cap. Mm. And we've got Sean Johnson, who's a great reel. It's a great show reel, but he phones it in like a kind of half-stoned millennial. He's kind of like a really attractive guy or girl, depending on your proclivity, yeah. but there's not much... Sort of there behind substance. the eyes. There's not much substance to it. Yeah, and you can use that really look of staring, like staring in the distance. You confuse that look with, geez, he's, he's thinking about that novel he just read. Yeah, he's but not he's thinking not. Anything. No, he's not well, thinking anything. No. He's not. He's got a great bod. He's got good tats. He's got a step on him. I think it says a lot about a bloke if his most memorable highlight reel is him playing touch footy. Nice. You know that one that runs... Yeah, no, the nice. one where... He, oh, well, that's yeah, his junior his junior, junior highlights. His junior touch highlights is almost the one that gets circulated the most. I don't think that's a good sign. It's not a great sign. And chat, look, I like Chad. He's got a great head of hair. He means well. He hasn't got a lot of strike in him. And no. then Sean's just phoning it in for the last three years, mm-hmm. I think, or faxing it in from a highway, <laughs> you know, somewhere in Auckland. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I had what Sean had... You know what I mean? Like, if you phrase it, yeah, that natural ability is off the charts. Like, what? How can you have it and not do it? 
Mm. And this is a question I'd like to pose to him. Like, sit him down with a herbal tea, lock the doors, and yeah. just go, Sean, you've got it. You've got it. You can do it. You're Air Jordan. Mm. Like, you're LeBron James. Mm. You've got this. You could put on a bloody masterclass anytime mm. you want. Bang, 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 the gap. You could win by 60. You could do anything you want. And I think, I don't know if he fears the line. Does he fear the contact? Does he fear a neck injury? It's, or it's, the, just, it's like his temperament, though. Like, you know, it's, he's not he's in the in the moments where he needs to sort of do something calm. He It's is when he sort of, like, you know, when it's How like, just kick he? to the corners. Just kick it to the corner or just, like, put a dink in behind the line. Don't try and do something fucking flashy. He reeks of 28, doesn't he? He reeks of kind of 28. Well, you guys would be 28 or something, would you? Yeah, 30, 29, unfortunately. 30. Well, they say about halves, about sevens particularly, apparently 28's the number. When they're 28 or when older. When they come good. When yeah. they come good, yeah. That's what the brain show. connects with the rig. Yeah. Well, it's all... It's You're a mature footballer yeah, at that yeah, stage. Yeah, and apparently you've got more time. I don't know what that is. It's just... It's temperament. I love it's, that. It's that's true. a great that's rugby a, that's Joey. Joey says... I think it was Joey. Was like, when, you turn 28, when you turn 28, it's almost like they've got more time. And he's like... Just and, oh, that's almost the fucking number. Time slows down. Yeah. So, I don't know how old... Is it Saturn Return or something? Is that yeah. what it is? I don't know it's what it is. It's in the stars. It's something to it, do with it, Joey had hours. Lockyer had... You know, half an hour. Mate. Yeah, you know Joey I mean? had hours. Well, I think Lossie and Joey. And at, the back, well, at the back of his career, Thurston had hours as well. Thurston just, had he hours. Just watch him. He just has hours. Mate, it slows down time and space. And I don't know, is it a combination of people not wanting to commit or like... Yeah, it is. It's it aura. must be. Because as soon as aura builds... It has to be aura. It doesn't matter what you do because they're like, oh, he might go himself or do the grubber or anything. So even if you just pass too wide, it's brilliant because they're already second-guessing the other thing. Exactly. As soon as aura gridlocks on you... Everyone's baffled. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you don't do anything because in Oztag, right? Yeah. As soon as I get the ball, they're on me. <laughs> my, my tags are off before I've even caught the fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's that aura opposite. It's yeah, reverse yeah, yeah. aura. <laughs> Inverse aura. So look, I, I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. You've, you're a. You're I have a, no aura, <laughs> and my tags are off. Well, that's what I feel like. Chad aura, Townsend, you know, our other halfback. That's it. He's no aura. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we've got aura, no effort. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's an extravaganza. And then Bacardi's best, Josh Doolan, looks like either going to the Roosters or just or not retiring. Or he might even be retiring. I, I think the Roosters, are, yeah. the Roosters are too. Which is good for you. It, yeah, well, it is, isn't it? Because we're choked by the and he's on, he's on. Yeah, well, I mean, but surely you could just employ the same method as every other club and just fucking, you know. Well, I don't know if the Sharks can risk it. No. We, no, that's true. You we, guys are... Yeah, you know, in the last 10 years haven't been... I mean, you've won a premiership, but uh, there's been some... And that's all we needed. We just know. needed that. Just get that off Well, you bat. got that, so congratulations. I'm just, uh, I'm just pointing to the other scandals that have riddled the club. No, we've, the got, we've got all of them. Mm. I mean, we had, we've got one trophy in the mantelpiece, but if that was scandal, trophies were scandals... Mm. You'd be one of the great like clubs. The Broncos, yeah. really, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. But what, no, I'm still confident. Did you go to the, get the grand final? Did you go to the game? Did I go to the grand final? Surely. No. Or you know, no, the, the last grand final I went to was Cowboys Brisbane. I was at that one as well. year after. And that was also, you know, cultures all playing. Was well, that's how you do a grand beer. final. That was Wasn't fantastic. It? Flame Trees Rugby League, beers. Benny Elias was next to me. I was sobbing. That's <laughs> oh, Flame Trees their best song. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's my favourite. It's my favourite. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I heard you guys have got a lot to say on the halftime entertainment. I haven't watched the NFL yet, but. 
Oh, well, look, I, I mean, you know what, that's sort of a, year, that's what I mean, like, the, the J-Lo, Shakira, NFL oh, halftime, but that wouldn't work in rugby league, right? No, because that's it's... an NFL show, you know? In America, that's, that's, the, that's the Yanks for you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's show it's business, game, it's, it's Hollywood. It's shit. It's dog shit. So you've got to go in the middle. Because everyone's watching it going... That's what people watch for. People watch it for the ads. Yeah. She's saying something. And the concussions. And the concussions and the halftime show. Yeah. Whereas in rugby league, the show is the game. And rugby league doesn't actually have a halftime show. But don't fuck me with, like, you know, human nature or someone at halftime. Like, just give the people what they want. If you have to roll chisel out every year, I'll watch. Yeah. As if chisel wouldn't do that. They do it every year. You know with the AFL they've got that would do it every year. What about Finger? Why don't they come back? And Jenna Dyer. And Alex Lloyd. And just do 93. Why not? Triple J Unearth 93. And just album live. There you go. You know what I mean? Just do that every year. And just change the order. Every year. Living End. Throw Living End in there as well. Oh, Living End. Spinning that fucking double bass. That bass. Money for Jam. I feel like the Eels and the Raiders... Will do very well. Eels. Yeah. You think this year? I'm feeling an eel. You're feeling eels? Mitch eels. Moses, Dylan Edwards, I'm those boys. Sold on Mitch no, Moses. I'm not sold on Mitch Moses. I reckon it's caught up in, in Mitch I'm Moses. I'm sold on Mitch Moses. Really? Obviously, yeah. Man, I, the fucking, but I don't see. The myth, like Moses, it's not. Exactly, it's not even. Really it's, no, it was a story just to help explain an idea. Yeah. yeah Mitch, <laughs> not really. Mitch got like I don't I, he seemed to dominate against teams that were shit last year so I was like Mitch Moses had a day out today I was yeah, like, yeah but he he he's had one good season right he, he, he was he's had one good season he was he was good he kind of single handedly tore apart a few kind of top four sides no no he, he, played, he had a good season he, he was right play rugby the, league at good. the Tigers yes. at the Tigers he was fucking Hot and cold, but really. He was people young. go to Leichhardt. Like yeah. People go young. to Leichhardt like and find hot and cold. If like they find their inner Volvo driver when they go <laughs> to the Tigers. Like you could take JT the Tigers, he'd be eight out of ten, not nine. Yeah, not ten. You know, what I mean, I feel like something happens. Yes, on Norton Street. But I think that you know, Mitch plays off the back of a, of a rolling pack. So that that first scene yeah, they valid. they had, they pumped. Who they pump? Uh, and then the next weekend, they went down and got absolutely towed up by the storm. Oh, yeah, it was like a 90 point swing. And Mitch was nowhere. You know what I mean? I want, let's see how he goes under the pump, in the cold, and in the big moment. What can he create? You know what? They, the, the way the they say, like, the difference, the difference between best game and worst game. If best game's a 10, worst game's has a Cameron, 4. Has anyone seen Sam Cameron Smith, Smith play a fucking shit game? No. He's, no. he's between 9.5. He's between 10 and 8.5. I don't three. think he has it in him. I think the computer's just 8.9 yeah, to 9.6. Yeah, it's a future model. And it just oscillates between... That you know what that's I mean? They're, they're same with Joey, same with Lockyer, works. same with Thurston. Why like, doesn't that's, they anyone don't like seriously fucking injure him? Because you like, can't. He's got his arms coming shoulder his <laughs> yeah. arm socket. Absolutely. Then another guy, and then get three players sent off. Like I often thought, Paul Gallon in the last Origin was your last Origin. Just try and kill him a bit. Yeah, like, like just a little you're bit. never playing again, or you know, or for Cronulla, you're never playing again. 
Now, people seem to, like, the aura is actually... Aura. It's almost like a force field. It's a force field. You know what I mean? That's the term I was looking for. Yeah. And people bounce off, like, one of those sumo suits. Yeah. But yeah. invisible. Yeah. People yeah. seem to yeah. bounce invisible off. Invisible sumo suit. Cameron Smith's invisible aura sumo suit and can't... Why aren't they hurting him? Why don't you do, like, ice hockey and get one guy called Igor that's Just job to come, is to come on and, and Smith kill? Has he... Did he miss an origin during the... He missed one. And that was when the great Matt Bell came in and filled in for him. Oh, Matt oh, Ballon of Manly Fame. Yes. He's a good-looking bloke, isn't he? Handsome boy. Handsome boy. How did right. go? Did you lose then? With Matt? Oh, Without that, Smith. Uh, well, did they lose? Did they, they lose, yeah. 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 Uh, I think they did. But I can't remember. I mean, who, I mean, who Mitch cares? Is, Mitch is going to be a blue jumper. You reckon? Oh, he's big. No, mate, the halves will be. The halves Joey's will be. out at Parramatta. Freddie, Joey. Yeah. Come. There's something There's going some, on. I don't see how you could put Mitch there. I mean, look. I don't. I don't want to see Nathan Cleary back. Then. Well, that's the thing. I think that obviously they'll have Cleary at six. That's a lock. Cleary at six. He it's an absolute lock. His head in the ground. Off. <laughs> but um, he will need to go through reprogramming. He needs to go through reprogramming model, doesn't he? I mean, he's, <laughs> but he needs well, to go through reprogramming player. But he's not fantastic. He's, he's not a man yet. He, also, he does still he look quite undeveloped. Tried to get get in with Queensland or twice and had his oh. had two had two uh, what's the word failed like attempts failed attempts at, at crossing the border as it were um, and so if they're going to pick him he's going to go possible. through he's going to have to go through some like reprogramming that's okay if you're Sean Marsh in the BBL and you just want to play up the order for the Melbourne Stars yeah sure, whatever, sure. But, that's meaningless but this shit. is origin Luke yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, this not is the greatest contest on the planet on the after planet. the Ashes I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you know, taking aside Greg Inglis is from here, Pestilli from Toowoomba. I mean, it's Israel pretty, Flowers from fucking Western Sydney. <laughs> Israel Flowers, but they took more than we've taken. Knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Pete's whatever, but like, mate, yeah. Greg Inglis, fucking Israel Flower. I mean, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I'd give you the hot tip if Greg Inglis played for the state in which he was born and raised and yeah. reared and learnt to love the game. <laughs> Who gave him everything? Gave, he gave, gave him everything he's got. Tigers, or right? He played. He played fucking Queensland when he was eighteen. Greg, if you're listening, like I love you, I respect you. But, I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Let's call beautiful it a specimen in open let's, space. Yeah. Oh, but let's so call it for what it is, back. right? You're a, you're a fucking New South Welshman. Yeah. You bleed blue. If we cut you open, you'd bleed blue. <laughs> And you wronged us. We wouldn't have lost eight in a row if he played for no, the state of New South no, Wales. No, and that no, is mate, that's it'll be probably that's why I get so passionate four, four, about four, four, four. it. But we're on our way now. Are well, we? I think. Look, I give you the hot tip. No, we're three, we're three in three in a row. We were in three in a row. And Do then you, next I mean, year we'll see. The halves is literally probably the only part of that new. But now New we've South got Wales one. Team that, yeah, but I mean, like you had the final game. We used to have none. But the final game was Pierce and Maloney. Man, Maloney. Maloney's gone. Pierce isn't coming back. Kiri is good. Kiri is good. Kiri is good, but he was out with a head smash. concussion. So Kiri and you can't put Cleary in it because he's done he's, nothing. He's they will. Watch it. Watch will them. they? I reckon I will. He's, he's never forced to repeat. I reckon they'll put Cleary. He's got to be the most. He's overrated as well. Non-event. Without the history of rugby, well, Tom was calling it years got, ago. What? Why well, has he got the golden carpet? Even I'm, that that I'm just like, what the fuck's he doing? Like, I'm They're not saying he's bad. Son. He's he's done. He's had moments where it's like, oh, obviously you're doing this at a first grade level, which is impressive. Oh, he was young. That was yeah. He was young. Do you reckon he ever says to his girlfriend or his mates while he's playing a bit of club keener Panthers, you know, over the over the road and just goes, "Jeez, I wish Dad wasn't coaching." 
Well, you know, mean, yeah, but Dad, Dad fucking puts the contracts on the table, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so I Dad's guess there's like, a lot of cleary coin. But do you reckon you don't want that around, do you? You don't want to feel like you're getting in trouble. But do you reckon that like I he just couldn't come out publicly because his Dad's like, I'd love I to coach for some bit early. Like, Fuck, well, they moved heaven and fucking earth for them to be together. And I at the time was like, mate, this sort of feels like something you might do. You know, in the, the middle track. to the end of your career. Oh, yeah. You know, the old man and the sun yeah, reunite. Yeah, because now they're going to have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right up into the sunset yeah. figure. Because now it's at some point he's going to leave him, right? No, no, he might leave him back. because the dad's shit. So imagine they turn around, Penrith probably won't win anything, which they fucking they won't. won't. Let's, say that they I, won't. let's say that Nathan goes places, right? And yeah. he's and, and he's cast to get some suitors, big coin, the million, yeah. the million two. Yeah. He's got to turn around the old man and go, sorry, mate, you're actually not that good a coach. I'm off. You know what I mean? Like, he should have stayed at the Tigers and waited, I reckon. This is yeah. Ivan. Yeah. But I mean, look, it's a tough one, isn't it? The, the Panthers Anthony Griffin, Griffin had him in the football. We can't <laughs> forget. They were in the top The charisma machine, Anthony, Anthony Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what did him in. Charisma. But he sounds like your drunk uncle at the end of Christmas in the morning, yeah. doesn't he? It, just like oh, that, just that flat or... monotone. Yeah. They got him on Macquarie Sports Radio, which was just the now He's got a good defunct. head. Like, he's great. Perfect for radio. I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of him. Oh, I don't like, look, I like the way he sees it. I like the Which is fine, You know what? The, he, yeah. No Christmas. He commentates Fox Sports sometimes. They get him on every once in a while, mm. and he's actually kind of the, and the way he speaks about the game. You're like, I appreciate what it is you're saying. It's just unfortunate that you don't say it like with with, with any sort of vocal inflection at all. It's just yeah. Imagine they line. got him in the bunker with, you know. Bellyache. Oh, that would just be there you go. terrifying, wouldn't it? We saw him and his missus, uh, well, she was actually playing the pokies at the, where were we? Brushes with Lame. Yeah, uh, Brushes with Lame, one for the punters and the dribblers. We were at the uh, Fortune of War, one of the great pubs in the uh, Rocks. Yeah. They do a tremendous Guinness down there. Yeah, Pines, right. obviously, if, if you're in the area. But they sat on the pokies and she she slapped for about 45 minutes and he sat next to her. They didn't say a word to each other. Griffin and... Griffin and Mrs. Griffin. Fuck yeah! But when you've got true love, silence is a beautiful. That's it. Absolutely. That's you know, it. all I'm saying. It's all start. I'm saying is it's he's not he's not he's quiet all the time. He's true to himself. He's supportive of the missus. That's right. Well, she's got dreams as well. Well, she had dreams that day. She had dreams that day. They went unfulfilled from memory. Did they? But it's about turning up and putting in the effort, putting in the hours, and just and plugging away. It's a funny thing. I mean, the Broncos love it too, don't they? They got in a bit of trouble, and people were like, "Is it bad?" to be no. playing Xena Princess Warrior 1am if you're having a fan up before a game you know and yes. it really baffled well, that, the that entire rugby league no one knew what to make it no one knew where we that's who got pumped that was the Broncos that got pumped yeah it was the Broncos yeah, exactly. Milford and all the boys were yeah. there not on the piss no on the fan but is that you know instead of getting the headspace out, out and trying to get to sleep meditation. is that Bronco meditation like you that's know what it. I mean well, is that how they find this meditation yeah it's leaky meditation the leaky headspace app is just like the yeah. the sound of a pokey singing. Yeah. Look, I I mean I don't know, but because you can punt on sports bed in your room if you want. Yeah, well, it's, I think, but I think that's what it was. It's the fact course, that you're out yeah. in the city. You know, you're out and about. I think that's what the issue was for me. Which Not the fact that you're having a punt. You're visible. You're visible. Yeah. At yeah. 1 a.m. Yeah. I didn't it's think it was that late. I think it was like a 6 p.m. slap. No, no we talk about wasn't. A, a mutual friend of ours. Anymore? Um, the, the King Kyrgios, he wouldn't give a shit. King wouldn't give a fuck. Hey, King. He'd be slapping. No, King's, but King's on the, King goes one step further. King's on the piss the night before. Yeah. He's been out on the piss... 
And journos have seen him. But I think it was like the night before his US Open fucking third round or fourth round or something last year. And the journos like, is that Nick Kyrgios? Was it Wimbledon? Yeah, night it was Wimbledon. Before, it was the night before he played Nadal, fourth round, I think, at Wimbledon. He's out on the fucking piss and he's shouting this journo drinks. So, and he's like, so he's blokes an animal. And then after he lost, it was in the press conference. He's like, oh, I remember you from last night. Yeah, because yeah, I was piss. shouting piss for you. What do you, what do you think? How do you boys see... Because I think Australia is made up of two people. Those who are open to the king and those who aren't. Mm. And like, just to turn the interview on you guys, what do you think it says about a person? And are you finding it offensive the way people are casting king out? Or do you understand? Are you empathetic to those who, who, who aren't empathetic to king's journey? I... I am empathetic to people that aren't, that don't, you know, believe in the king the way that we do. But I think... (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the sense that, like, I can understand how people might be put off by the king's antics, but I think that there's there's got to be a little bit more empathy or uh, sympathy shown to the king's situation. Like, he may be comfortable just making forever money playing tennis. That's what's ignored. His goal may not be to win fucking uh, Wimbledon or be world number one. He just wants to fucking play tennis and have a good time. So Roger Federer actually said that. So Hugh Allerton, friend of the show, Moses Rosina Rosé. Moses Rosina Rosé. He was saying he was down listening to the great Roger Federer in our opinion, the GOAT, I and he was asked about the king and he was just like mate have you ever stopped to consider that maybe he doesn't want to win slams maybe he is happy being as naturally gifted as he is which he fucking is oh, the most naturally best. gifted maybe ever Athlete. the bloke doesn't train he he doesn't sometimes, sometimes he trains 10 minutes a day and he's like have you stopped to think maybe that bloke who trains 10 minutes a day and all he does is play Call of Duty and fucking stir <laughs> the pot and talk shit and go and play and shoot hoops yeah. who's made 8 million US by the age of 20 Four, plus yeah. the, the top up endorsements call it 13, 14 US million house, yeah. did you say house in the Bahamas? Just they, all live in, they all live in the Bahamas because they don't pay tax, tax. so he's, ta- he's paid fuck all tax on that 14 million by the way he's probably got 12 in the bank <laughs> have you ever stopped to consider that maybe that bloke's happy as Larry doing what he is you know what I mean it's he like give he doesn't give a fuck he's, he's like mate I don't want to hit a million no, balls a week that's it like Djokovic got sent know, away Djokovic got sent away like Murray and like I guess you know, these tennis schools when they're 14 they made, get made to hit a million balls a fucking you know a year like just repetitive fucking mind-numbing like dedication to your craft yeah and the king's like I don't want to like do that. a Van Drago yeah. in that rock like plug them up put them in yeah. a computer get them running the that's, but that's how you win that's how you win grand slams you hit a million fucking balls like Tiger right. Woods is a naturally gifted athlete sure but he hits yeah. a million fucking for 10, balls 10,000 hours that's it, it. but yeah. it's even more for that's like 50 that's like a million hours for those blokes and he's like I don't like that not 10,000 hours just even 10 minutes you know, he's like, I don't care for it, mate. And you know what? In the world of, of mind-numbingly boring tennis athletes, he's refreshing. Mate, he's I'll give you a little tip. Off. The ATP box fucking off. love Nick Kyrgios. That's why they never, that's why they never um, suspended him. Yeah. Like, no. he's the only bloke. Yeah. If Nadal and Federer retired tomorrow, he'd be the only bloke kind in of the whole Billy world. Slater can take a suit. bloke out before Origin or before a grand final and take a bloke's head off and they're like... Well, look, unintentional. Yeah, yeah it's I'm the same sorry, with Kyrgios, yeah. isn't it? Trying to run the arm, and, and it, I didn't see the fitness was the issue either. No. It, it doesn't look like he's got to go do a year of F45 or anything. No, he's playing five seconds. It's, it's more just about like 
It's and his mental fortitude. It's his mental fortitude. Yeah. And it's, he, he absolutely wilts under like self-assessment. It's he's his own worst critic. He's out there. He's going well. And then it's like something just he'll fuck it. Some call he doesn't agree with. And then it's like he'll lose straight sets up. That's what I thought. You know how late he was on the sideline in the T-shirt? And yeah, he had that really. Mic, yeah. yeah. And it's like three metres away from the court and they had people there with the mic whispering in and I thought in a theatrical sense they should be really like giving us insights that we shouldn't know like yeah Nick's about to fucking shit the bird that's it right that'd be nice that's what you really want he said it to me before he was out all night on the piss and I think he's fucking gone you know what I mean like I saw him with a fag and he's hand at one at the hotel like (laughs) just you know he just back in the spa bath you know I don't know because you know it looks like a kind of a gossipy side thing I also wonder with the people in the box at tennis, they're all dressed in tennis gear, like they've just had a hit. Well, this is like people that go to NBL games. This is like people that go to NBL games. Because it's the same thing. It's like it's like tennis dribblers. It's like when you go to NBL games and you're wearing basketball shoes, and it's like, what are you doing, bro? Why are we? Well, I think yeah, I think the people that sit in the box, yeah, they're usually wearing like their players' sponsors. Well, the wags usually very well dressed, right? That's true. Wags to the Jeez, they watch some tennis, don't they? Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, I'll give you the hot tip. And I'm, I'm not watching a round two Masters. But it's not like... like, like yeah, it's not like I'm from China and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm into it. But it's not like golf where, you know, Tiger might play, you know, 10 times a year. No. Tennis, they're playing every other fucking week. And it's they're a theatre actor. I make my girlfriend go, look, I've got 137 performances of Hamlet. I expect you to be there. And everyone. And doing the appropriate facial reactions. Like, yes. your lady friends aren't here at the potty going, geez, that was a great gag, wasn't no. it? No. Well, you know they I mean? do listen afterwards. Though. Well, I do. Yeah. Well, no, they don't. They don't. Yeah, how's yeah, how's yeah, the podcast affected the relationship? So they, are they, do they love it? Do they have their own um, return of serve podcast? No, about, well, look, know? I mean, I think they just, uh, they're just... It's almost like they're happy that we just catch up in this setting, right? They prefer this sort of a catch up rather yeah, than yeah. us bending for that's right two and a half days. Look, well, they, yeah, they've shown their support in the past. We did a uh, we did the stand up thing at the after the grade cricketer. We did oh, a yeah, little ten minute piece. They came to that, which was nice of them. That was nice of them. Yeah, uh, they were riddled with anxiety for us, which shows they care. <laughs> yeah, um, but outside but also of didn't that, have much faith. Outside of that, El- no, that fuck all faith. But outside of that, Elsa's done a couple with us. She's, oh yeah, that's she is, she's she's pretty she's ones. supportive-ish. Like she's very supportive of the podcast. I mean, but she's not out there selling it like no. we liked. Ne- yeah, they've never shared it on their socials, no. have they? No, they do, do they like the king? What are women fans? Yeah, likes the king. She my is a fan of the king. Right. My you missus is a uh, Serb Croatian, so she's more a Djokovic fan, which obviously is a bone of contention in the household. Although now I am directly related to a Serbian child. So yeah. what happened? Why, why does everyone hate Jock? Well, it's not that he's just he's the, I don't know we, we sort of tried to work yeah, this out yeah you try to work that out it's, it's a tough one because he's a bit of a he's just a bit of a he's a bit desperate bit, yeah he was he lost a lot of lovers the other night didn't he like you you know you're fucking not you're not uh, a needle mover in that sense when Dominic Tam's getting more cheers than you you know, know. like what if, you, the, the, the poor thing for Djokovic is that he's come up Third, right? So, like, Federer came up and everyone's fallen in love with him. And, you know, you can go to any tournament in the world. You'd be Australian Open, French Open, you'd be in England. The people will go for Roger over anyone else, right? So he is, like, he has universally 
loved oh. and acclaimed, right? Yeah. Then people started to respect Roger, uh, Rafa because he played with such heart and such passion. Yeah. And then there was Djokovic, and he was just a defensive freak who sort of ground people into the ground and could withstand anything that you threw at them and then counterpunch. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's, you know... People don't, it's, it's a bit, people don't like the brick wall, you know yeah. what I mean? They like flair and passion and, uh, you know, artistry, you know? Yeah, that's the, King, the right word. How's the King's relationship with the drop shot? It's oh, like, yeah. You know, the people who are playing that... Or the through-the-leg shot. The through-the-leg shot unnecessarily, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, I, I've always... Fuck. Look, unfortunately, we've had a minor technical issue <laughs> after also having some uh, camera issues to start the, start off the day. Um, we got in. We got in deep on King Kyrgios, big dribble. Federer. Look, and, I mean, uh, can I just say this? Because you did ask us just about you know Australia being two two ways, yeah. pro King and against King. Yeah. The people that are not pro King, whilst I can empathise, I feel like it is heavily steeped in jealousy and like a lack of understanding of where he's at. You know what I mean? Like, when you see King getting out there and he's kicking over chairs and he's swearing at people or he's smashing a hole in, like, a sponsorship sign, I just don't... I think there's, like, a... I mean, tall poppy gets thrown around, but I feel like it's tall poppy-ish. Well, yes, yes, yes and no. But what annoys me about the King hate is that he's not a bad bloke out of tennis. Like he, no, you know, being bloody centers. But for, exactly, he's a bloody lovely bloke who's you know doing burnouts around roundabouts in, in Canberra. He instigated the, the I'll do an ace and give her the money. To yeah, exactly. The koala. But if, if, if that off, cries after he was crying after every match this summer. He was so affected. If he loses his cool because he doesn't have the mental fortitude of like a Federer, for example, and he loses his cool in the big moments and throws shit because he's frustrated, like bruh. Go out there on the fucking world stage and you have a go. tennis and have a crack. Because I give you like a tip. I've had my fucking fair of tantrums, and that was in 15 C's. C's. <laughs> For God's sake. And, and I lost it to the point my parents left. They go, you're fucking off yeah. your, your rock. I went to yell at a ref and nothing come out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you go to yell at a ref. Yeah. Yeah. Tennis will madden you like no other sport. Yeah. There's no one else around to talk about. You don't have a yeah. caddy like in golf. It's not like serpent. Well, I, so I, like, I like that, you, uh, you know, as an actor, writer, person, I like that not only do you get tennis, you get a character study of a man mm. who's showing you everything, his trauma, his childhood, his aims, his ambitions, yeah. his flaws, in front of Rod Laver Arena for everyone to see. You're yeah. going to not only see tennis, you're going to see what happens to a complicated young male. Young. And also Hamlet. You get to see Hamlet <laughs> and Wimbledon at yeah. once. Yeah. And the family you know, in the box and you embrace can it. you can pick up the relationship that him and his dad have. That's right. Based on like the way he's looking up at him and like, Dad, what the fuck? Like Kyrgios constantly turns to the crowd that he's boxing. I need like, more from Why aren't you cheering yeah. for me? It's like this kid needs more does. from his parents. Not, here. Only, not only does he turn to them, he turns on them. Yes, exactly. Like he's like, I need you to be up and a yeah. fucking about and then they say something like, what the fuck? What would you say that for? Yeah. What the fuck would you say that and for? And that's like, when you need Leighton to go. He's so his father always promised to take him fishing in the hand. <laughs> yeah. And so he has feelings of abandonment, <laughs> uh, which often comes out in third set tiebreaks. Yeah. Uh, where he feels yeah. like. Which is why, six, you know, if you're a betting man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just to if just, you are live betting right yeah, now, yeah. I would be putting it but all But also like, just for the crowd to then go, oh, I can relate to that. You know, <laughs> exactly. and then they'll go, oh, I'm me. Give me the human element. Because tennis players it. usually shut it down yeah. like good males should. Don't yeah. show it. Squash it. Just squash it. Hit the yellow thing. 
And, and Kyrgios, the king, the king of emotion, the prince of Denmark and the king of tennis is going, nah, have it. I'm showing you. I'm complicated. I'm coming apart. I've got the skills. I don't know what it means. I just want to play Call of Duty and send out a tweet. And then I want to jam with some, you know, disadvantaged kids tomorrow and bank yeah. down at my new courts. Mm. I don't know. Look, I love that. I feel like there's a there's a Shakespearean dilemma going in with the kind of toxic masculinity stuff that just adds a dimension. But it's raw and it's honest. Like you don't get that. It's It's honest. honest. Like him in the press conferences when he gets asked a stupid fucking question for the fiftieth time, which they all do. They all get asked stupid questions, but they most of them swallow it and answer as best they can. King just goes media training. What? What are you on about, you fucking dribbler? I'm yeah. not answering that, mate. Next question. Like, he just gives it to him. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Answer that. Next one. You're like, oh, dude, these Which guns. I like it. You have to shit yourself. Like but I tell you what, I'll give you the hot tip. The tide of public opinion oh. re-king is yeah. turning. Yeah. I agree. It is yeah. turning, mate. And when you see John McEnroe, fine. Who's a big fan. And, and John McEnroe was the one who, I think, 18 months ago said, this bloke should get off the tour. He's called. He's causing tennis, Australian tennis, a bad name. And they said that to King and Kid. Where King went, who's McEnroe? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of him. Yeah. So that was where their relationship is at. You know, John sure his father son stuff as yes, well. You know, exactly. this is what I'm saying. And when John went, I'm going to every set you win, I'll give a thousand dollars to the koalas. It was like. Daddy's come good. This is Daddy's it. turned up. And King's just looked at him and nodded and going, I'm speechless, bruh. <laughs> and you think, this is... Look what tennis is doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was moving. If yeah. John McEnroe can get on board the King, yeah. then can't we? Can't Australia? we all? Yeah. You know? Well, I'll put it into context. Like, McEnroe's very pro-King, as we all know now. Now? But he is. But he is. In 2020, yeah. McEnroe's pro-King, right? Yeah. He's, he's very anti-Margaret Court. Oh, who's, who's the greatest champion the women's game's ever known, and greater than Serena, and he's on he's doing on-court fucking protests. Billboards. You know what I mean? So if you, wanna, if you wanna get up in arms about King, start yeah. with Court. Yeah. Absolutely. She's got she's she's got a lot of people and groups um, that she doesn't think should be on earth. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then she's like, it's just my belief. And you're like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's why point. we're attacking you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never, I look, we don't want to get too deep into religion, but isn't God love? I mean, that's was my understanding. Doesn't he create man in, in his image? Yeah, exactly. Then look, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of There's a lot of is just an arena for bigoted people. So yes. only bigoted people watch there. Rod Labour, lovely, open minded people. Love there. that. You know, I'm so you just have you guys go there. It's like a Trump rally. Yeah. They watch the tennis there. There's Rod actually Labor. no tennis there. They just, you know. Yeah, yeah they just, <laughs> they, just hate. they just promise that you just go in there and hate. <laughs> yeah, you just go in there and hate. And maybe just like fucking hurl balls at each other. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, it's really sad, that, isn't it? That yeah. stuff's sad. You said something before when we, I think we got rudely cut off by the the recording device, Mm. but you were saying about, you know, our girlfriends listen to podcasts and how it would be ridiculous to assume they'd listen to all of them. And you used a reference about, you know, your missus seeing you do 150 performances at Hamlet. I was going to ask at the start of the podcast, and I'm interested to know now, what's the most amount of theatrical performances you've done like in a row and does it and how do you get yourself up for that every night no, it's, a, it's a good question um, I thought you were going to ask me about my love life um, <laughs> well no we are it's, well, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's not Sydney Confidential is it <laughs> not yet <laughs> no yeah, Men's Women's Weekly <laughs> 
Um, I, I was in play in London. I, I would have done over a hundred and something performances at Hamlet in a row, and Fuck. that was another time. Where day I, after day, eight shows a week. Yeah, eight shows. Eight shows a week. Yeah, you did two Wednesday, two Saturday. Fuck me, dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good explanation of the play. You know, put concisely. Um, yeah, and it's three and a half hours and there's a whole lot of, you know, you, you finally get to the end of six or seven of the most difficult uh, philosophical soliloquies in literature, really, not just theatre, and then you've got a 15-minute fucking um, fencing duel, you know, <laughs> up spiral stairs through gutters and water, you're like, I just said all that to be or not to be shit, like, give me a break, now I've got a bloody, you know, go in the Olympics. So it's, you know, but you get in the groove after a while. Like, you just kind of turn up and go out there and it just kind of happens. But mm. I was in a play called Yerma in London, The Young Vic, um, which was incredibly successful, won the Olivier Award. And then we went to Broadway, then we came back. And in the, between that, I played Galileo, mm. um, which is a three-and-a-half-hour play. So I kind of did four productions of theatre in a row. Um, Jesus. Yerma, Yerma, Galileo, Yerma. And I think in two years I, I would have done 350 shows or 400 shows in a row or something like that. Um, and, and three of them are at the same theatre with two different sets. But, um, yeah, it kind of... And then I got offered another play at the end and I just kind of turned to my agent and went, that, that'll probably end, that'll probably be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I don't I'd make it out of life. <laughs> and also in London, they're still going off the old union laws 200 years ago when... There was ten actors and fifty jobs, so you only get paid four hundred and eighty-five pounds a week as well. Jeez. You know, which was what I was serious? spending at the bar. Yeah. You know, like the travel to get there and the crafts, and that was me. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but then it led to you know the casting director of Avatar and Game of Thrones and stuff seeing me, and it opened everything up. But there's something about um, you know. Theatre is fascinating because you have to kind of stand in the light. You have to give the information. You have to hit the story, but at the same time, you want to be live every night. And mm. there's, you know, there's. Is there room for ad lib or not? Like, you depends know, you, on the piece and yeah. the director. Like, I mean, Simon Stone, who I've worked with a lot, is an Australian fellow who's kind of made it big overseas. Yeah. And, puts a lot of places plays in glass boxes and you get a, a radio mic and you're in a glass box and so you get to do naturalistic dialogue and you're having chats and sounds like Christmas with the family like it's chaos and more naturalistic um, yeah I think what was the question here? just like if there's like, room to ad-lib when you're oh, sort of like oh yeah he'll say to me while she does that uh, talk about anything you want or, and you'll just have to yeah yeah do you um, find that and then if you want terrifying to, in terms of like where you've got like a film where it's scripted or yeah and it's kind of safe to ad-lib because you know everyone sort of knows you're trying I like to it around. I mean the key to the key to ad-libbing is not trying to be clever you right. know what I mean it's actually it's really funny when you don't try to be funny when you're realistic yeah and you just say to your wife how's your mum's leg did she get it did she get it checked out right okay. um because I forgot I forgot to ask or something yeah, like that right. or, or is it, and I went to dentist today whatever it is or I might, might make a risotto or this thing about this risotto and just and if you keep it real, realistic and don't try to be funny it will work and it'll be very funny mm. you know but as soon as you try the theatre sports kind of Aussie comedy on yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. look at that actor trying to fucking this is a you know this is dire straight so but I quite like ad-libbing and also I often ad-lib because it comes out of the moment but there's a fine line between winking at the audience and staying in the story yeah. and, and the audience read that real fucking quickly yeah and so you got to keep your ego in check and make sure and as I get older I think in my 20s you know I kind of in early 30s I, li- I acted like I lived I just went on stage and, watch this <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, fucking mental and nearly die on stage and now I'm like you know there's the lighting there's the sound there's the story there's the other actors and what can I do to serve it all and maybe get out of the way a bit I mean I'll give it everything but I don't have to be I don't mind if people come off and, and they don't say you are incredible mm. I'd rather them go that was really moving or yeah. that, I can't speak or that was brilliant and I'd much rather them had a brilliant night than come off going jeez you were scary yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and I think that's something with maturity or being more interested in what the night is for people yeah, yeah, yeah. have you had a bed shit moment where you've like in, and I'm talking live theatre where it's like you've just fucked something up <laughs> <laughs> or something, not even necessarily you, but like just where it's gone wrong. Even if it's like someone you're against, like acting with shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, probably every three or four nights there's That's like, like, right. so oh, fuck, the fair, sound's yeah. out and there's a storm coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I've got to shoot him and the gun's in my dressing room. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. or someone has a heart attack whilst you're dying on stage at the opera house. Oh. The, the, the year 10 teacher. And they're like, Miss, Miss. They clearly loved her. They're like, Miss, you're jumping over to get her. I'm like, well, I'm dying here, actually. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to wheel her out, start the scene again. Oh, but that's the beauty of it and audiences actually love that because yeah. then they can go home and go I actually saw it then they did it again yeah, and did, yeah, you know yeah. skip round the side yeah, and, yeah. you know and yeah you drop glasses they smash and you've just got to you Roll know some directors love it like Simon Stone would be like that's beautiful because you, you all reacted like you know you were finally real yeah. you were acting you know but yeah it's definitely part of it you know every night the live experience you know, it's going to happen yeah. yeah you've said you know, so we had Game of Thrones and then Avatar yeah there in terms of your career like these are fucking huge shows Game <laughs> of Thrones like that was massive where that that came off the back of your theatre work yeah, that, 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 that was yeah, that there. came off Yerma and you know the agent because that was basically the, the most amazing show reel. I rolled into London. Usually it takes you two years for the age. I had a good agent to get you around, meeting everyone, and and they were like, oh god, here we go, another actor. Let's meet. You got a hustle. And you walk in there, there and you've made sure you're not hungover, and you've you know you've had you've done the gym hungover. in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, hi, I'm really exciting, and I do acting really good. Mm. Give us a job, you know. And I was just in this hit play, people lining up around the corner to get into I didn't have to do a fucking thing right and after that I was you know I what I did what I got access to was auditioning for really good parts straight away right you know I got a show called Press for the BBC and then the thing was over there that I think was the kind of the gap in the market in which I kind of semi-exploited was there's not a lot of kind of burly blokes there mm. you know there's the Cumberbatchy Jude Laurie sorry I didn't mean to are you okay kind of thing yeah 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 and then the the, the blokey blokes are Men. kind of like you fucking what yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah. they're, they're lock stock two smoking barrels and so I was kind of somewhere in there where I'm kind of a well read bloke but I'm a burly, you know but I'm burly and I'm a man and the casting directors were kind of like can you just hang around please because we don't have a lot of you right. and so Game of Thrones kind of popped up and they said there's a part you know I had four auditions and everything yeah. for and I was like fuck what was the part of Game of Thrones Game of it was two and a half scenes you know still though I remember watching it you were like holy fuck much, no, you're right. Harag yeah Harag that's right yeah the Ironborn yeah I'll tell you a story you might appreciate um, that'll loop well into the themes of the Hello Sport podcast Australia's you know greatest way to waste an hour <laughs> 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 yes, Australia's greatest way to last an hour. 
Why is that out? Yeah, why is that out? Give me a quote on fucking something. You can whack that on your sting. Yeah. Put it on the back of the hat. You almost write it down. Yeah, we have a tendency to forget. It was 2016 in early October, and a guy and a team called the Cronulla Sharks were playing a team called the Melbourne Storm in what's commonly known as the Grand Final. Ah, yes. 49 fruitless years the Sharks had had. Sharks have been winning all year. They actually won 15, maybe 16 in a in row. In a row, they did. Yeah. I, everyone's saying, you're going to come back, Kelly. You're coming back. You're coming back. And I went, I'm fucking staying away. Because the longer I stay away, the more Sharks are just are doing well. Doing well. Yeah. I can't come back semis. I can't go back grand final. No. Like, I know I'm pretty much saying... It all comes down to me. Well, but you know what? For every fan, it does. Yeah, exactly. For every fan. But that's what, that's what the numbers told you. The numbers told us. Story, mate. The numbers told us. Story. Crunch them. That's what will come up. Howley's in the Northern Air. Yeah, we that's know. And they're rolling again. They're rolling in. And so if you I go back for the GF and they lose, it's on you. It's yeah. Imagine and, you, mate, and you would have known that. You'd have to live your whole life for that. And I'd be in ANZ Stadium, drunk, wondering how I'm going to get home as yeah, well. Yeah, that's and, the problem. Yeah. And no, and so I had about 27 Australians in my living room at 8 a.m. And I had a box of Corona, a box of, you know, a box of this, box of that for the ladies, all set up. And all the Australians, a lot of Cronulla people in the local Notting Hill area. And so it was packed out. Mm. My mother was there. Damien Irvine she used to run the Sharks was there. Does mum love the Sharks? Oh, bleach Sharks. Oh, that was my nan. I mean, oh. my nan, you know, she, she's passed now. God bless your nan. All right, Pete. I mean, she she was second to God. She's a very Christian woman, but when the Sharks are on, she'll just tear you. Oh, you know, yes. You know, this love other thing that. comes out. Um, and when, you know, and I couldn't watch. A lot of it I watched from the hall. But I did actually call out, you know, we need a huge man five metres out to just hurl himself over the line and that's what for feet and he got one I couldn't out no man and they all heard me and I was like but then I knew (laughs) times passed Slater had weaved his way up the field and we'd been knocked out of the semis like it doesn't matter no that doesn't mean shit because Slater will do a thing Storm will do something Storm will do Cooper Storm thing Cooper Cameron and so it wasn't common anyway we won Right, we had Ben Barber, you know, Paul Gallen pushed his halfway out of the way, but Barber, we had Jack Bird, we had, you know, we had Mick Ennis. Yeah, the great Mick Ennis. The Mick great Ennis, Tell and Gallen, I'll let you know when you get the ball. Yeah, Gallen, which that's is, it. And which then we had Luke Lewis, tough running angles. I mean, it was, it was a great year to be a Sharks fan. We won. And I had a lot of boys, and we went up to the Cow Hotel um, on Westbourne Park Road, and I just really, I just ripped right in. And then my <laughs> landlord up top, he had a party. I had everybody. I went fart and psycho, right? <laughs> Drank everything in England, and the rest was going. I was, you know, scream. I couldn't. Is stop. it almost worth fifty years of missing out on a final it for was. this day? Because I, you really think it might not happen. <laughs> like, you know, there was a you lot. Know, I lived, to that. I lived with a constant years. feeling of I might die whenever that happens. You know, touch wood. It might be having never seen trophy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we all feel that in our daily life when we wake up as Sharks fans and Titans <laughs> fans. I guess I don't well, know. Titans fans, Warriors fans. Oh, what? Oh, we won. And then so. I'm on a 12-hour post-Sharks bender mm. that's going bananas. I can't stop screaming. I'm singing up, up Cronulla, like, all over West London. Get five, four, five, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. And then mum, like, mum sent a text or something. I'm bananas. I had a 5 a.m. 
I had a 5 a.m. Um, playing the Game of Thrones, <laughs> my mum's, and I had a costume makeup check, and I'm still happy. Oh fuck! I got to get to Belfast, <laughs> so I've got on the. No one will listen to this podcast, right? No, no, no right. And so I've gotten on the. You know, I've had a few hours sleep. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, and everything. Gotten on the the plane, and mum's going, "Oh, this is such a huge opportunity. You look like shit. You're red. You're all over the place. You're going to ruin the, your biggest break you've ever got. You've worked so hard." So <laughs> three years in the theatre and I'm like oh, oh, <laughs> you know? so I've got on the plane I walked over there I'm bright red I can barely speak imagine I'm reeking yeah. 600 celebratory beers I'm having. I go into the makeup room just going oh fuck and there's Dinklage and Amelia everyone walking past while I'm this Game of Thrones land and the makeup lady goes can you just stay exactly like that and come to set when we'll just put a scar on you? You look like you've been to war for three years. <laughs> this is exactly how we want you to look. And I called up mum and went, I'm done, I'm coming back on the page. So why, what did they say? They said, you look exactly how you meant to look as an ironborn. And so, you know, she was further annoyed that such behaviour had, had led to you Positive know, outcomes. getting it spot on, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really, Game of Thrones was a very, very surreal experience because you walk on a set and Jon Snow's there and yeah. stuff, and you're like, there's Jon Snow. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was, it was just such, it gives me shivers. And I can't, I still can't watch the grand final back. What? Because all those emotions... Come back to you. Come back you to feel you. like another two-day bender. <sighs> I was just like... Did you cry? I feel like... Oh, I'm still crying. Like, yeah. was it was so enormous. It was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Because also, we're laughing stock. All people yeah. ever say about the sharks is Asada, relocation, yeah. peptides, fuck them, take them to Perth. Yeah. You know yeah, that's what everyone says. We may have been doing It's all from you, I think we said worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I don't care if we ever meet. You can put us anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Relocate us right. to Mildura. I don't, I don't care. We won. Yeah. You know? Yeah, fuck yeah. So. Well, mate, at least that new Peter's Vlandis came out being like, we're not moving anyone. No. Yeah. I don't think like they go, we did the numbers. We fucking, we, we did our surveys, you know, qualitative and quantitative. Yeah. And the, the data was overwhelming. If you move a, a club, it's to your own detriment. Because no, yeah. you can't fill in the area. No, but I mean, you just could, fuck off the Tigers if you do, in my opinion. Well, they're like, we're not moving anyone. So in my humble get opinion, fuck the West Tigers off. They're already a dirty... But they're not moving. Club. What I'm saying is no one's getting moved. Yeah, well, that's all right. So you don't have to worry about it. No, you're good. But you do, you've got a ring now, unless it's stripped by some <laughs> sort of, like, future scandal. I don't know. Yeah, some just, sort of, like, you know what? retrospective salary. We won the game. That's it. That's what Melbourne says. I think that's it. So it's 709 yeah um, and then Avatar yes that's like that's the fucking was the first one was the biggest movie of all time am I correct in saying that it yeah. was at the time until recently until like a fucking one of the bullshit Marvel movies but yeah so that's which got a, re-released I think just to try and fucking get over the top of it what did I think they re-released it to certain Endgame was Endgame yeah, yeah, like across the market. Oh, really? Like the, the Avatar was number one, then Endgame came and was getting close, and then they like re-released it into certain cinemas to get the Just w. Right, so not a real double. Cheap win. Cheap win. But no, I, I was playing Galileo, which was in the round. Um, uh, Joe Wright, who did Atonement and, and things like that, film director was directing it, and big performance um, Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack that was big yeah, the, the, the spat oh no bro no that's right it's recording on here 
Oh, I think yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, holy <laughs> shit, it's on 42 minutes still. No. You can't, you better have the premiership chat in Yeah, I know. I, I, I really needed that. that was like, yeah, <laughs> I, we've, we've, done, we've done a fucking whole podcast before that was absolutely golden and the whole thing was gone. Yeah. That one we did with Bracey. And then we tried to do it again. Jokes, yeah, it was awful. I, just, I went home in tears. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry, don't, don't pay a cool trick on, cruel trick on a Sharks fan. There's some ruse from two manly guys going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, just to mock yeah. you know. Yeah, thanks, bro. We actually said something let down his yeah, eyes exactly. as well. <laughs> Terry Hill comes in and it's like, oh, it was all organised. Um, no, I got, I, I then got flown to, to LA to audition for James for like two or three days. What's he um, like? In front of James? In front of him? Yeah, with him on the, on the set, like with the live action guys. So Is he a big presence no, guy? No pressure, you know, and all this stuff, you know, I've never hung out in LA and and done the networking at the Chateau or whatever. Yeah. Never. And and this stuff's come my way through doing theatre and I guess that's, you know, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm proud of with myself is that this stuff's kind of arriving and I, I wasn't on a clear line to it. It was off the back of your work. Yeah, good yeah. Work. And, and, and I think I'm good at doing big performances that are real and I've realised that's kind of where where I'm kind of being, up, you know, coming in from. But, mm. um, yeah, here's, you, you know, when you meet those guys that are geniuses that create things like Aliens, Terminator and 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 Titanic and Avatar, you go, oh, when you meet him, you go, oh, that's, that's why. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, just, really? Uh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. that sort of car. Yeah, well, he's just, it's it's happening. Yeah. It's like he doesn't really go to work. He's just emanating yes. ideas, creativity. Not to mention just going to the Mariana Trench for the fuck of it. Like, the yeah, guys are... Yeah, every, no, from Everest to the Mariana or the other way just around. Like a submarine. Two, and to the two extreme points of, of the, the Earth. Earth. I think yeah. he was third person ever down the Mariana Trench. Like, just psychopaths. Well, but you know he's a lovely bloke he, he pushes you hard and he knows what he's on about and um, you kind of got to come ready to go you kind of you have to answer your questions on set could you two just not talk anymore 